Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. You're listening to All the Backlist, a weekly show about books that are not new. I'm your host, Patricia Ellie Tuttle, and ooh, I want to read some books. TikTok, you don't stop all night. This is episode number 275 and a half, and today I'm going to talk about a couple backlist titles that I'm excited to share with you. Hi everyone, how's it going? In a past backlist episode that I did, I recommended the book Lovecraft Country by Matt Ruff. I have since then forced the book upon my wife, who also loved it, and we started watching the show, and I am obsessed. Often with books being turned into shows or movies, I'm super skeptical, as I'm sure many of you are as well. But with Lovecraft Country, the layers of deliberate choices of the show creators, combined with the phenomenal performances, is just blowing my mind every week. It is definitely scarier than the book, and I've not watched horror in many years because I'm a really big chicken. So I simultaneously love the show, and I'm also just endlessly terrified from now on, so being scared is just part of who I am now. But it's totally worth it. I don't watch much TV, so it's always a treat to find something that I'm really into. Mostly, I read books, of course. So before I get to my backlist book picks, let's hear from today's sponsor. Today's episode is brought to you by Bloom Books. Charming, easygoing, and rich, Xavier Castillo has the world at his fingertips. He also has no interest in taking over his family's empire, but that hasn't stopped women from throwing themselves at him. Unless, of course, the woman in question is his publicist. The cool, the intelligent, the ambitious Sloan Kensington, who is a high-powered publicist who's used to dealing with difficult clients, but none infuriate or tempt her more than a certain billionaire heir with his stupid dimples and laid back attitude. She may be forced to work with him, but she'll never fall for him because he's a client and that's all he'll ever be. Right? Right, girl. Like we all know. So just in case you didn't know, author Anna Wong is the best-selling author and book talk viral author of the Twisted Love series, the King of Sin series, Miss Wong, got it going on, okay? Make sure to check out King of Sloth by Anna Wong. And thanks again to Bloom Books for sponsoring this episode. This episode is sponsored by The One That Got Away With Murder by Trish Lundy. Robbie and Trevor Cressmont have enough wealth to ensure they'll never be found guilty of any wrongdoing, even if everyone believes they're behind the deaths of their ex-girlfriends. Let us all take a collective angry sigh at that. Lauren O'Brien, the new girl at school, has a dark past of her own, and she's desperate for a fresh start. Except when she starts a relationship with Robbie, her chance is put in jeopardy. During what's meant to be their last weekend together, Lauren stumbles across evidence that might just implicate Robbie. And after a third death rocks the town, she must decide whether to end things with Robbie or risk becoming another cautionary tale. 
This is an edge-of-your-seat YA thriller that's perfect for fans of Karen McManus and Holly Jackson. Make sure you pick that up now wherever books are sold. And thank you once again to The One That Got Away With Murder by Trish Lundy for sponsoring today's show. For my first pick, I have some nonfiction. When Things Fall Apart, Hard Advice for Difficult Times by Pema Chodron. This nonfiction book was originally written in 1997. Many years ago, it was recommended to me by a therapist while I was in the middle of grieving a number of losses all at once. And I don't necessarily think I recommend it for that reason, but I still think it has some pertinent things in it. Though I'm not religious, there is definitely some helpful stuff. I think it would best describe this book as a bit of Buddhism 101 with a focus on ways that Buddhism as a spiritual practice can help with difficult things such as loss or sadness or aggression. I have personally a very basic understanding of Buddhism thanks to a general ed class I took in college, so many of the things in this book were familiar to me. I think that if a reader is only familiar with Judeo-Christian religions, then a lot of this is going to be very new to readers. One of the things I struggle with personally that the author talks about a lot is attachment, which the advice isn't necessarily to not care about others or things, but she gives the example of when we're kids and we're building a sandcastle and decorate it with shells and things we find on the beach. We both enjoy it and we fully know that the tide will come in and wash it away. And she writes that the trick is to enjoy it fully, but without clinging. And when the time comes, let it dissolve back into the sea. Because everything has an end and that things are constantly ending and beginning is the basis for existence. Impermanence is our reality. Day turns into night, summer into autumn. Everything is constantly changing. And I find that both terrifying and also reassuring in some ways. Seeing something as impermanent, even relationships or friendships or experiences, can allow you to intensify the preciousness of the thing or the relationship or the experience. Another part that made me take a step back and look at myself was when she wrote about the six kinds of loneliness. Immediately, we hear the word loneliness and we give it a negative connotation, but the point of this chapter is to embrace these six lonelinesses. One of them is to avoid unnecessary activities, that is, the activities we do in order to not be alone with our own thoughts, the things we do to keep ourselves busy so that we never have any downtime, so that we may actually avoid feeling despair. And I am the captain of HMS Avoid My Feelings, so I felt particularly attacked by this chapter. I'm constantly, I can't just sit and be quiet. I am always like looking at my phone or cleaning something or reading something. And there is just, there's so, so much more in this book, which is only about 150 pages long. There's a great discussion about seeing things as lessons rather than punishments as well as, of course, some in-depth discussion about compassion, which I feel not enough people learn about compassion, which is different than kindness or being nice. I think this year many of us are grieving many things, and to say these are difficult times for a lot of us is an understatement. I did find some things in this book that helped me reframe how I think, and for that I am thankful. This is When Things Fall Apart, Hard Advice for Difficult Times by Pema Children. For my second book, I have some sci-fi fantasy for you. 
It is titled The Black God's Drums by P. Jolly Clark. This book was exactly what I needed. As usual, I've been reading a lot of nonfiction and I needed something else, so I picked up The Black God's Drums. And this is one of those wonderful little tour novellas. And the characters are so fantastic that I would definitely read more stories featuring them. It takes place in New Orleans in an alternate post-Civil War history with a steampunk overlay, let's call it. I have a very special place in my heart for New Orleans, and I especially enjoy genre fiction set there. So in this alternate history, the Union and the Confederacy basically called it a draw, called the Civil War a draw. So folks were free in the Union states, and slavery was legal in the Confederate states. And in the Confederate states, they would put gas masks on the enslaved people and pump them full of gas. So that basically made them like living zombies that followed orders. New Orleans was considered in this book neutral ground. So there were people from all over the place that could be found in New Orleans. Our protagonist is a 13-year-old Wiley street urchin who goes by the name Creeper because of how she can climb. Her actual name or her given name is Jacqueline, but hardly anyone calls her that and she prefers not to be called that. The goddess Oya has taken up residence inside Creeper, occasionally giving her visions or even working through her physically. Oya is the Yoruba goddess of the wind, one of the Orisha brought over with the Africans on the first slave ships. I'm wildly simplifying, by the way, here. It's definitely much more complicated. But Oya gives Creeper a startling vision that puts her on edge, like this giant skull appears in the sky, but only to Creeper. And then Creeper overhears some men talking about a Haitian scientist who is willing to trade the Black God's drums for a jewel. The Black God's drums are also known as Shango's Thunder, and they're what helped the enslaved Haitians revolt and liberate themselves. Wielding Shango's thunder would create a storm that wipes out entire cities or small nations, and from what Creeper overheard, the Confederates want to get a hold of it. So Creeper knows just who to tell, or rather barter with, with this information. There's an airship captain who would go to great lengths to keep this out of the hands of the Confederacy, and Creeper is looking to become crew on an airship, so... She thinks that if she finds this captain and she can barter this information and then become crew. When Creeper's finally able to talk to the captain privately, the captain, too, has a goddess in residence, the goddess Ocean. This story takes so many unexpected and exciting twists and turns, and I really, really enjoyed it. I highly recommend The Black God's Drums by P. Jolly Clark. And that's it for me this week, book lovers. Thank you so much to our sponsor. A special thank you to my spectacular audio editor, Jen Zink. You can find a list of the books I mentioned today in the show notes by visiting bookriot.com backslash all the books. If you're a fan of all the books and all the backlist and you want to show us some love, you can leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts. It helps other book lovers find us. If you want to talk about books or nerdy stuff or check in on my shenanigans, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at the Infofile, as in the lover of information, spelled T-H-E-I-N-F-O-P-H-I-L-E. In the meantime, have a safe weekend, drink some water, and happy reading. Happy reading.